Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.ag. And for this week only, get a 110% sign-on bonus. 110% of your initial deposit by using code NEXTROUND. That's MyBookie.ag, code NEXTROUND. Jim Dunaway, Lance Taylor, Ryan Brown, and Rockstar. Live from the Birmingham Racecourse Casino Studios, the next round, presented by Bud Light, is on now. What used to be the biggest day in offseason of college football, sort of an afterthought now, but a couple of big five-star guys still uh, trying to make it official today, National Signing Day. We'll keep you updated on that. The Ryan Williams signing expected to happen about one hour from now. Um, but it's, it's big basketball day. Uh, here in the state. Only the sixth time ever Alabama and Auburn play each other in basketball when both are ranked in the AP Top 25. I saw you tweet that earlier today. I guess it doesn't really surprise me because, as I said earlier this week, these are the glory days of the Alabama-Auburn rivalry. Soak it in. In basketball, you're not guaranteed this forever. Uh, Bruce Pearl and Nate Oates are tremendous coaches, and they've both done a tremendous job at at, uh, two respective programs. But after they leave, you're not guaranteed that it continues. Maybe it will. But we have never in my lifetime uh, had it this good at the same time. There have been times where one's good and the other's bad. Rarely, if ever, have they been this good at the same time for this long. And as I pointed out, there have been six of the last nine trophies in the SEC have gone to Alabama or Auburn. They are among the three teams that are running the SEC right now. Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee. This is as good as it gets, man. Soak it in. I get I get these um, sports newsletters every day, and the biggest college sports and one of the biggest sports events in the nation today is Alabama-Auburn basketball, which says everything you're saying there, this is newsletters that feed me hockey and soccer and all the sports every morning, and Alabama and Auburn is mentioned in every one of them this morning. That's how big of a game it is. Number 16, Alabama, on the road at number 12, Auburn. Throughout history, you go back and look at these uh, matchups when it's been um, you know, top, top five, uh, excuse me, top 25 matchups. Alabama's won four of the five previous matchups. But the last one was won by Auburn. 1955, they played it in Montgomery, Alabama, down at the old armory, I'm sure. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, Alabama won that one. Um, uh, this uh, obviously came from the Auburn folks with the LLLL and the wins. Uh, Marlene down there giving this, uh, this information. 1975 in Tuscaloosa, an Alabama win. 1977 in Auburn, an Alabama win. Recent in 1987 with Wimp as the head coach in Tuscaloosa. Alabama with the win. But not too long ago, January 11th, 2022, number four Auburn down at Neville beat number 24 Alabama 81 to 77. Alabama's won three straight. Nobody's won four straight in this series since 2012 when Alabama won five straight. But the confidence level for Alabama tonight, Alabama fans, seems to be somewhere from high down to mid-range. The the confidence level of winning in this building tonight for Alabama fans doesn't seem to be there. 
You don't think so? You're saying Alabama fans have no confidence winning this game? I don't. I don't think so. I'd love to yeah. see the chat room after we hear from the coaches here. Okay. But, uh, I'd love to know what Alabama fans who well, watch our show think about winning in Neville Arena tonight, where they've won 14 straight games. And I've got the stat somewhere, but just ranked teams. Bruce is seven and one. Ranked versus ranked down at Neville Arena. So how should we do this? Give us your confidence on a one to ten or a percentage. You know, seventy five percent confident. I mean, how would you like it? High, medium, low. Oh, high, medium, low confidence. Yeah, okay, so that. we're just going to go three choices: high, high medium, low. All right, high, medium, low. All right. So you tell us, Alabama fans. Of course, now now we got to try to figure out if they're an Alabama fan or an Auburn fan. But <laughs> you tell us, high, medium, or low. In yeah. the chat room. High, medium, or low. You know what you're a fan of. We, we're not going to assign you pronouns here. <laughs> you choose. High, medium, or low. Uh, let's hear the coaches. They, I mean, there were some juicy words uh, said yesterday. If you'd like to read between the lines, if you don't look to read between the lines, they're just normal comments, right? But if you love to read between the lines, uh, there were some juicy comments yesterday. Let's start in Tuscaloosa. Alabama head coach Nate Oates. It's paying a compliment here, but it doesn't come off to uh, some Auburn fans as a compliment. Well, for one reason, it got disseminated uh, out of con- somewhat out of context. The entire quote did not get disseminated initially. Right. In, in our world of uh, Twitter or X or Blue Sky, wherever you're surfing the web today. Don't always spell a new social media platform, Rockstar. Blue Sky is yeah. the name of it. Oh, cool. From the makers of Twitter. Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, good. X, you mean? Yeah. yeah. X. Uh, you, 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 you get I'll the, never call you, it X, by the way. If you get a short little blurb, it sounded like he was calling Auburn a high school gym. That's right, yes. Yeah, if yeah, you only yeah. see that part of the quote. Yeah. Right. But it, but he wasn't calling it a high school gym. He said it had a high school gym atmosphere. Uh, you have to listen to it to really get the compliment out of it. Here's Nate Oates of Alabama. It's so loud in there, right, that the, the court might be the same, but the, uh, the way the setups are definitely not the same. I mean... You know, in Coleman, our first row's way off the floor. You go to Auburn, and they're a lot more like Duke, where the students are right on the floor. Like, I think it's a great environment. I think it's what makes college basketball college basketball, having, you know, the student section with, you know, they're rowdy. They get after it. They, 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 they're loud, and they're right on top of you. So, And then it's hard, it's hard to hear yourself even think. It's hard to get play calls called. It's hard for the players to communicate on defense. It's it's loud. It's, it's great. I love it. You know, it reminds me a lot of high school gyms just with a lot more people in there. But you kind of pack 2,000 people in a high school gym and get somewhere setting. Now you pack whatever they see, what is it, 8, 9, 10,000, whatever it is, and the place gets loud. So it's a huge compliment. Oh, of course. <laughs> until you get to the last part where – it's like a high school gym. Yeah. And, and that's the only part that a lot of people sent out, just that quote. And it was, oh, my goodness. And then it ends up. It right. ends up. It's it's a huge compliment all the way up until that last part. And one of the a, a group texts, one of the many group texts I'm a part of, uh, Auburn fan said, Brown, you have to start your show tomorrow with Nate Oates calling our gym a high school gym. Yeah. And I said, you clearly have not heard the entire soundbite. No. And, and he said... And somebody responded back and said, well, I haven't either. I just saw the high school gym line. I'm like, yeah, it's all you're going to see. <laughs> exactly. I was like, literally, he first starts by saying, 
Auburn's gym is so much better than Coleman Coliseum. That's, right. I mean, that's, that's right. how he starts the body. He's like, actually dissing yeah. Coleman Coliseum dogs out through his, the whole body. He dogs out his own arena and talks about good. You know, I said, and then. If he didn't drive the point home enough, he then compares it to Cameron Indoor Arena, like right. the Taj Mahal of college basketball, yeah. and then says it's what makes college basketball great. I'm like, you go listen to the whole quote. I think you're actually going to like what he says. Uh, so what? what is this, Forrester? Give me Forrester's mic. Forrester's uh, uh, give me the, the Auburn propaganda. What, what, <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what is Rosie Auburn saying this morning? Auburn propaganda. This is Alabama's game day poster of Grant Nelson, you know, stepping over little Neville, Neville Arena. It's <laughs> a little wow. high school gym. Grant wow. Nelson stepping over that high school gym there, Scotty. Hey, so, it's, yeah. hey Scott. So this, this is Alabama stuff yeah. here, huh? Yes, this is Bama stuff. Scott, do you know yet, is the uh, Auburn golf team selling popcorn to raise money for one of their tournaments <laughs> tonight? <laughs> hey, what time, what time is the B-team game tonight? <laughs> Are you guys going to let kids out of the uh, seventh grade, seventh period, to go to the game tonight? That's right. Catch the JV at four. Y'all got some of them Otis Buttmucker. I mean, again, I yeah. If you pull that part of the quote, yeah, it sounds like Nate Oates calling it a high school gym. But as I try to tell my friends, go listen to the whole thing. As an Auburn fan, I think you'll actually love what he says. I think you'll be like, yes, that's what I want somebody to say wait, about my place. Wait, who the hell creates these game day posters? Give me that again. It's the social media team. I mean, this looks like uh, this looks like something like a movie that um, Jeff Amanison would have watched back in the 60s. <laughs> like this guy got radioactive and he outgrows all the gyms. Uh, y'all ever seen? <laughs> y'all ever seen the giant white guy movie from back in the 60s? That Grant Nelson of that movie yeah. looks like. <laughs> hey, so uh, as somebody points out, and Scott, you will have to give Alabama, Scott, I know it's going to hurt. You got to give Alabama points for this. Okay, Scott? As somebody points out in the chat room, Alabama did not go to the trouble of photoshopping out the Final Four banner. They actually left that on there. I mean, you got to give Alabama credit for that, right? Yeah, it's still there. It's yeah, there. I mean, Final Four banner still there. there. Yeah, it's on there. By the way, as we continue to uh, grow up here, we added that logo, didn't we? We did, when, yes. That, was that yesterday? Uh, when was that added, Scott? Monday? Uh, day before. Yeah. Day before yesterday, yep. So Monday. that has been up there <clears throat> More, More than, than this morning. Hours, yes. I did not notice it at all yesterday. That's right. You're so focused, man. I know. Yeah, but I look at that whole all day, wall, yep. all day long. Yeah, it's been right there. So it's been there since Monday? Uh, Monday afternoon, I believe. What day is this? Wednesday? Today is Wednesday. Lunsford's yeah, make sure the E's on good. Yeah. Yeah. Same people that did all the other logos do that? Uh, yeah. I miss seeing Rob. He wasn't here. Oh. It was Rob's team? Yep. Yeah. Well, that's a good look. We're working on the rest of the room back there. It's a good logo. Yeah. Hey, can you do me a favor, Forrester? Uh, can you touch that brick in front of you real quick? Just maybe that'll rub off on your Auburn team tonight. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Taylor Korn's down there, by the way, at Pearlville. <laughs> Is that what they call it? That's what you called it on the phone. Well, I asked her if that's what they called it. Like, you got Shashevskyville. Um... I can't remember any other ones. I ask her, I ask her if they call it Pearlville or not. Do they? Yeah, I don't or know. The Pearly Gates. I heard it and I ran with it. So there is the. Uh, so that's the video Emily Grace McWhorter, e.g., got from Auburn last night. Um, that was making the rounds. Like I was watching uh, SEC the now. Of, yeah, I was watching SEC now after Kentucky Vandy last night. Our boy Burnsy was like, look at this video from our friends the next round in Birmingham. Yeah. Well, we made it so he had to reference us. 
That's uh, little T doing her job right there, my friend. <laughs> little T and EG doing it the yeah. right way. Yeah, because I noticed last night on TikTok, I sent a couple of uh, a couple of them to uh, to Taylor last night because I was trying to get her fired up for the game. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And and so after you know going back and forth in in a very Auburn Alabama nice right. way with her throughout the night, um, I sent her some video that was making around some several different accounts on TikTok. That she shot at the first meeting between these two Correct, schools. Correct. Yes. Of uh, people saying, you know, the whole arena basically saying, "Nap you I don't want to say it, but uh-huh. the kids um, that were not at the game, the kids that were at the game, have already <laughs> learned that phrase, I'm sure. Um, and I was like, "Isn't that your video?" And she's like, "Yes, it is." Yes, it is. Said, don't mention that. Jeff. I said, "Why is it not? Why? Why is it on these other people's account?" She goes, "You tell me, Jim. You tell me, Jim." <laughs> so Jennifer pointed. She's like, commented on every one of them already. When Bernsey said it, she's like, "Oh, how nice! Peter gave you guys credit." And then she said, well, "Of course, he really can't not give you credit. You've got your big old logo right at the top." And <laughs> yeah. I said, "I said, baby, have you ever heard the um, phrase once bit, twice shy?'" She said, "Yeah." I said, "In Taylor's case, it's about one thousandth time bit." We're not going to be shy anymore. I mean, it happens to us all the time. We're just going to start slapping the logo on everything. Yeah, we may eventually go to a watermark at some point where it gets in the middle of the screen because some people are starting to um, sort of work their way around our logos. Well, I did notice um, we had, to credit, ESPN, SEC Network's part of ESPN, reached out and asked permission to use it, which I'll give ESPN credit for doing that. And Little T's response is always the same. As long as you don't crop out the logo... And give us credit. You can use it all you want. Yep. So Little T's going to put those logos on there and tell them you can't crop it out. Yeah. Uh, so tonight, uh, unbelievable setting down there. Bruce Pearl, by the way, speaking of him. Remember that? The last game? Uh, Bruce had a chance to uh, talk to his fan base about it. Um, did we get that comment? We didn't do it? No, okay. There we go. Wow. Uh Forster did not give me the comment when Bruce was explaining to his student body and fans not to uh, cuss tonight, basically. Uh, why because, don't you because, the... because you guys are better than oh, that, right? Is that, what, is that what he was oh, there, saying? There's still some Bruce. Uh, which one Which one is good, Bruce? The the Pringle one. The yeah, Pringle I, one? I did like oh, okay. that one. That was actually pretty funny. What number is that here on my list? I, I don't know. Read your sheet there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, I mean, you do such a good job. I got 62 cuts here to get to today. And one I did not get. Oh, EG. Well, oh, okay, cut number no, six. I think we got it. No, EG, EG said she's got it. He's which, just criticizing which, Scott for which, not including it. Which one do you EG? have? The, the Bruce the talking no about? I okay, come in here. Emily Grace McWhorter, who was down at the news conference yesterday. Take a, take a fake Virtu- Lance. Virtual Lance. Take fake Lance out. Yeah. Lance, by the way, uh, fine. Day off today. He's back with us tomorrow. Um, Emily Grace is going to join us here. This is continuous coverage of uh, Alabama and Auburn tonight. I mean, as fast as you want to go here, you just wow. <laughs> we could listen to that cut that Scott didn't I get. I love our candor well, about least, our time. Uh, well, he, he broke away from criticizing Scott, so he could criticize <laughs> oh, you. Yeah. yeah. So, You're welcome, Forrester. <laughs> okay, so you were at the news conference yesterday. Um, uh, from what I gathered, Bruce, I, I heard the sound, but it seemed like Bruce was coaching up the Auburn folks that they didn't need to be like the Alabama yes. folks. It was something that he learned during his 21 days of prayer, he mentioned, that he is trying to refrain from using cuss words. And he segued that into saying that the environment that Auburn creates is already good on its own. They don't need to add the colorful language 
So Bruce hadn't been cussing for 21 days, he said? He said that he's been trying... And he's not perfect, but that was the goal of 21 Days yeah. of Prayer, to yeah. I was, keep the language in check. was very, very close. I was blessed with really good seats on January 24th. Is that in a 21-day window? That would yes, be in the 21 Days was. of Prayer. Did he? Yeah. Okay. Oh, look at that. Okay. Wow. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. That was here to tear him down. That was just an intense game. Uh, I mean, totally. if he made yeah. it through that game, that was an well, intense game. Well, you're saying game. he didn't make it through. Yeah. Huh. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that was an well, intense game. Your, your, your facial gesture yeah. said it. I was just, it was an intense game. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. I did okay. not hear. In fact, I didn't hear any cussing at Coleman Coliseum from anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Coleman Coliseum. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I was right in front of the students. They yeah. cussed in that game? I, I don't know. Yeah. It's a rivalry game. I mean, I've never seen birds flipped at Jordan-Hare Stadium after, you know, 4th and 31 no, or any of that. None. Yeah. It's just such a clean environment in both yeah, places. It is. Really Are you amazing. supposed to, I did the 21 days of prayer. Are you supposed to give something up or was that just because I missed that memo from George I, Wright, my pastor at Shakespeare? I missed Baptist. that memo too. Okay, good. All right. I just no. want to make sure I wasn't supposed to give something up. I think up. ours was 21 days of prayer and fasting and I just... I did not fast. I did not yeah. fast. Yeah. That's too Old Testament for me. But I thought most people gave stuff up after Fat Tuesday. Sort of. Let's, yeah, I've yeah. never really observed that. I haven't but, either. Um, but maybe Bruce was just doing something uh, different during yeah, the twenty minutes. Well, in my country, freedom of religion. That's what. That's when I do it. It's the, during Lent during on Wednesday. Lent. Yeah. 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 Only in Jim's country, though. We don't okay. share that same. We country. don't. No, I mean, no. I'm no. Jim's country. How do you know, I mean, to that? Y- y'all both yeah. just shunned my. I did not my, shun my, it. My I Lent. literally no. just said I don't observe <laughs> no, it. I mean, I've never done Lent. You should be comfortable in your own religion. I am. That's what I just said. Jim's country. Do you guys have a flag, a slogan, national bird? Yeah, we do have a national bird. All right, Emily Grace is going to be with us. I'll stay for this segment, though. She's doing four downs and uh, trash today uh, without Lance here. Here's Bruce Pearl talking about something else uh, yesterday. This was about Nick Pringle, who uh, did not make the trip to Georgia, was back on the team, but not dressed for the last game as they uh, took on... Who'd they beat the last game? Uh, That'd be Mississippi Mississippi State. State. And then I even asked Stephen Pearl yesterday on the show. I said, hey, Pringle's been suspended, but how do you prepare? Because there's a good chance he'll play against Auburn. He says, we've got to prepare like he's going to play. Well, by the time Bruce gets to the microphone, it's more than preparing for him to play. Bruce is expecting to play, and he's going to be cleared. Alabama's one of the best offensive teams um, in the country. Um, I think they lead the country in scoring, averaging about 90 points a game. Um, they, uh, they're number four with about 11 and a half threes per game. Uh, they make over 12 in their wins, um, and so they're you know just a very dangerous team because they, they all shoot it so well. They could put five guys on the floor at the same time. They could shoot it. Um, they have uh, they have got depth. Uh, they were a little thin on the front line, but uh, one of the players that uh, I guess was suspended is eligible for the Auburn game. Imagine that. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good line. I, I tell you though, is Alabama better without Pringle? Um, I'm out. We'll go hot take here. It's only been two games, but Stephen Pearl said they're better offensively without him on the floor. I mean, the scores would tell you that, wouldn't yeah. they? I mean, that's the Auburn assistant head coach. So if you think about without Pringle, um, I mean, they scored almost 100. They scored 99 against Mississippi State. The Georgia game, they scored 70, what was it, 79 points in 30 minutes after that horrible start. So basically, I mean, that's ridiculous, isn't it? In the last 70 minutes, they've scored almost 170, 180 points yeah. without Nick Pringle. Y'all were talking about cursing, right? What? We found a clip. 
Oh, a clip of what? Uh, Bruce Pearl talking about cursing. Is this yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> I just thought Scott should. <laughs> Did Scott do this? or Scott, Scott chopped us up so quickly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I wish this, he had it. Hey. I wish listen. he had about five minutes ago. But we... No, wait, wait a second. Please tell them when we started this venture. Yeah. Who was one of the first people we wanted to go go get? Uh, Scott Forrester. The first five guys that said no? Scott, <laughs> Scott Forrester. Forrester. No, it was oh. Scott yeah. Forrester. Yeah. And, um he was dumb enough to say yes. We didn't know Emily Grace yet, and no. between we didn't know Little T. Between Ryan and me, fifty uh, percent of us wanted Forrester. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It was a hundred percent Scott Forrester. <laughs> Scott Forrester quickly getting this soundbite yesterday about uh, you know just just being a good Auburn men and women. And I think that one of the things I want to mention is in our rivalry, and it's important to me, is because. Um, while there have been great crowds on the road on some of our road games in the SEC, and overall the crowds have been great, and, 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 and I really, really am proud of the league uh, and every institution for you know, having developed really good fan bases. I mean, it's uh, you know, at Alabama, at Mississippi State, at Ole Miss. It's been as good as it gets, sold out, and it's been terrific. I want to remind our fans to just also be a little bit mindful of the language. Like, I think we can be wild and crazy and have fun. Um, I think sometimes you, you tendency for language, and I'm that was one of my 21 days of prayer. Uh, prayers was uh, I gave up uh, I gave up a couple things, but one of the hardest things was every now and then it, to stop cussing, and uh, so I'm, I'm I'm not perfect at it either. But I, but I will, I don't I want our fans to be mindful of that at Auburn it it, it matters, uh, and sometimes it gets it gets it just doesn't need to, doesn't need to be that way. Well, I know it's a private thing, but I kind of intrigued on what else he gave up. Yeah, I, I would, it's his business. Now, in all seriousness, I will tell you, I thought it was a little over the top at the Alabama game. Oh, what? F U Auburn? Yeah, yeah, it was it was a little. A little too much, even for my comfort level. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I cuss a lot. Well, I was there the night. Uh, I was there the night Dixieland Delight died. For the you know, it's, it's come back. They resuscitated it, but the night Dixieland Delight died. And um, wait, run me through that. What do you mean died? Well, uh, oh, there were, yeah, it was, for, so, those, for those of you that are yeah, that are not familiar. State. So uh, Dixieland Delight. Yeah. Yeah. You've been to the game now, yes, uh-huh. and you you notice how over the PA they, system they uh, edit please. in. Beat Auburn. Yeah. Beat. Yeah. Tennis. Yeah. yeah. But you've heard what the students actually yell. Oh, yes, of yeah. Yeah. You know that. Well, there was so, a time they didn't have the big audio that said beat to well, try this, to drown it out. Yeah. This is what led to that. So uh, they do Dixieland Delight. This is during an Iron Bowl, 2014. Okay. They do Dixieland Delight. And then it gets to the uh, instrumental solo. And the student section nonstop never stops. Never stops the F Auburn, F Auburn, F Auburn, F Auburn. And that mm-hmm. was the night it died. And then after much fan pressure, Greg Byrne brought it back, but they did the uh, the, the, the insert. Yeah, Interesting. Of course, now I will have to point out, I was at the Rose Bowl. That's right. Yeah, This is a great point. I was about to get to this. And they played it at the yep. Rose Bowl without the beat Auburn. Yep. And the lyrics did not change no. from the old school Alabama fans. That is, that is not no. your students that are at the Rose no. Bowl. That yeah. is, uh, I mean, some students were there. Yeah, but not, not a student section. I don't know if they had 500 <laughs> yes. Taco Bell student section on the <laughs> road there, whatever it is. Yeah. They got the free tickets, but that's your high money people that travel on the road. And they, right. they were as loud with the Fs yeah. as uh, the students were. Yeah. I, I will not divulge who said it, but somebody said this line. Oh, yes. This was the line. 
the old fans can't complain anymore because that's the only ones that are here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can't complain about it anymore. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was awesome. Uh, Lunsford said, I also didn't yell beat in Pasadena. No, not, not many people did based on my seat. Yeah, yeah, just what I heard. Now, after spending half of a season dividing my Saturdays between Auburn and Alabama, I never heard anyone actually say beat Auburn yeah. at the game. Heard over the PA oh. system, but no one's, yeah. well, no yeah, one's using that. I don't think, yeah, I, I think the, PA, the PA system is just covering up what yes, people say. Yes, they're drowning it out. I think they realize we're not encouraging them to say beat Auburn. We're just covering up what they're actually saying. Yes. Yes. We're trying to make it TV friendly. That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's more for the TV, I think, <laughs> for the folks who are watching at home. I mean, again, if you go, as, as Chris is pointing out, if you go to an LSU <laughs> game and hear them sing oh. Neck, they have some very colorful lyrics to that song as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, all right, so fun times, man. Hey, yeah. Jace wants to know what "gata" means. I mean, that's got a. It's got what is commonly considered a cuss word. Different. Get after those academics. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Which which is never never chanted in the SEC. No, not in Georgia Southern either. (laughs) All right, we're off and rolling today. It is a rivalry day, and in all seriousness, um, it's what makes it great. The the two fan bases and. Um, it just is tremendous. Auburn's a five and a half point favorite. I'm not sure Alabama has a chance tonight oh boy. Uh, in this contest. Uh, we will see if um, if Alabama can stay on the court as the number 16 team in the country against number 12 Auburn down at Neville Arena, which is a special place. Uh, there you go. 24 minutes commercial free there to get you going nonstop rock on the boss of the beach here. <laughs> Time for traffic. Uh, being, being brought to you by a couple of our great sponsors. One of those, our friends at Odie's. Hey, it is Wednesday night, Rockstar. You got any plans? Trivia. <laughs> Trivia tonight. <laughs> Odie Stafford, Crestline Village. Uh, you can go see Rockstar, Lance Taylor, Will Haver as they host Trivia, award-winning <laughs> Trivia, and you can win prizes as well. Uh, they're at Odie's Crestline uh, Fine Village. Print. Scheduled to appear. <laughs> Scheduled to appear. Uh, Odie's at Crestline Village. Uh, it's a great place for lunch as well. Go by and get Rodney's Cheeseburger, the Diablo Sandwich, which we love, Big Cup Cocktails, Odie's Tavern, trivia tonight just after 8 o'clock. Uh, and also our friends at uh, Urology Centers of Alabama. UCA has over 35 urologists at 16 locations spread throughout the state of Alabama to help all you uh, men out there keep your... Um, your health in a good place. Early detection so important, right? Everything in your urological world from prostate health to kidney stones and everything in between. Visit urologycentersalabama.com to schedule an appointment. Urologycentersalabama.com. Make that appointment today and stay on top of your health. We've got more from TNR. When we come back, we'll get into the chat room comments and uh, talk a little National Signing Day. All right here on your home for sports. It's the next round. Follow Rockstar on Twitter at RockstarBHM. Are you ready for a winning season in your finances? Legacy Credit Union is bringing you a slam dunk deal on their credit cards. Apply for their balance transfer and pay zero balance transfer fees. That's right. There is no balance transfer fees, and they're offering a jaw-dropping 2.99% APR for the first six months. Whether you're looking to clear the court of those holiday expenses or just wanting to streamline your finances, apply online today, LegacyCreditUnion.com. Annual percentage rate, terms, and conditions may apply. See Credit Union for details. Federally insured by the NCUA. 
The next round is so much more than the show you get from 9 to 1 each day. So make sure to head to our official YouTube channel at Next Round Live and subscribe to get all of our latest content. We, of course, have plenty of specialty content and shorts based all around the sports in the heart of the SEC. But we also talk pro sports, gambling, lifestyle and entertainment, and so much more. It's the Next Round YouTube channel where you never know what you're going to find next. Subscribe now to see the latest content and get notifications when we go live. That's at Next Round Live on YouTube. Fire damage to your home or business is something you never want to consider. Ryan Brown here from the next round. But in the horrible event it happens, Dry Tech is here to help. They respond quickly and will reply to you within 20 minutes when you call 205-637-0143. They're working for you, the customer, not the insurance company. They've got five crews ready to go 24-7. Don't call the insurance company first. Call Dry Tech. Just remember this website, mydrytech.com. That is mydrytech.com. There are so many things I love about walk-ons. Authentic, mouth-watering Louisiana cuisine prepared fresh daily from scratch. A great beer selection and TVs everywhere to watch the big game every day of the week. And of course, they've got two great locations on Highway 280 and 119 and at Hoover near the Hoover Met. Walk-ons is also a great place for happy hour. Two to six Monday through Friday with $5 moonshine swirls, $5 house pours, and half-price appetizers. And it's an easy take-home experience for the family as well. Highway 280 and Hoover with walk-ons. On the field or in the office, you need a solid team and a strong game plan if you want to beat the competition. Xerox Business Solutions Southeast offers everything from printers to managed IT services, as well as hybrid work hardware solutions through our titanium partnership with Dell. For championship-level office solutions, get Xerox Business Solutions Southeast into your starting lineup. Visit xbssoutheast.com slash win. Touchdown! Hey, Ryan Brown here from the next round. Do you want to help pay for my kid's college and look great while you're doing it? You need to go to the next round store. Everything from hats to short sleeve and long sleeve t-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, zip-up hoodies, and much more. And we're adding new things all the time. Why would you not want to see my kids get a great college education and look great out in the public while you're doing it? Get the gear we wear all the time on the show, and there's only one place to get it. Nextround.store. That's nextround.store. Taylor uh, listening down at Auburn. We're going to check in with her coming up in about an hour. Uh, she's at uh, Tent Village, uh, Pearlville, uh, outside of uh, Neville Arena. She says, I'm a little behind, but Dunaway, you're already pissing me off. Yeah, you two almost fall yesterday. I know. She, uh, she gives it, but she doesn't enjoy taking it in the rivalry. Right? Were you gone, Rockstar, by the time they... Yeah, you were gone. They almost... Uh, I mean, they were across the room from one another, but I really thought they might come to blows. Like, I, I, he had Taylor so fired up. You've seen it. Oh, I've seen it. I've seen the text messages. It's it's fun. All I said was... Wow, Your team sucks. It must, no, I said it must be a really big game. You guys are already camping out. <laughs> well, what really got her was when you started in on the cussing part. The cussing part, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was what really got her. Yeah. And I, and she did not observe Bruce's 21 days of <laughs> She did not. She cussed right back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just, I've learned in my, um, my long 30 years of covering this rivalry that, um, that one fan base. Oh boy. Thinks the other fan base, um, has people in their fan base that isn't in their fan base. And then the other one thinks that, um, their fan base is 
they look across the other aisle and they don't they've got people in their fan base that's not in theirs and i've covered both of them for 30 years and they're both a lot alike they're uh, virtually I, identical. I, I would say, well, I would say, well, they have some distinct differences, but I do they think they have more in common than either one of them want to admit. Exactly. Exactly. Um, there, I don't think this is any, anything anyone would argue with. There are more Alabama fans in this state than there are Auburn fans. So closer than it's ever been. By simple numbers, just by the numbers. If you've got more fans, you're going to have more bad fans. Just That's just numbers. Oh, yeah, but not necessarily per capita. I didn't say that. I yeah. just said pure numbers. Okay. If yeah. you've got more fans, you're going to have more bad fans. Yeah. That's, I, I that, just, that's true of the Ohio State-Michigan rivalry. I don't know which one's bigger. I always – which one do you view like more fans in that one? Um, See, they're not in the same state, so it's kind of weird. Yeah, but I always think there are more Ohio State fans than there are Michigan I've fans. I've always kind of thought that too, but there are a lot of both, I think. Yeah, they're probably equal. And then, then it's probably the same. There's probably a lot more in common among those two fan bases, even though they're in neighboring states, than they would like to admit. Yeah, but I think it was Royal Payne who says uh, it is exciting that Auburn and Alabama both are good at basketball at the same time because it makes it so much more fun. I agree completely. Yes, I, yes. it's been it's been one of the yeah. joys since Bruce got to Auburn um, because he was on our radio show weekly for a couple of years when he was uh, serving his suspension, and when he got the job at Auburn. Um, it it really changed our our football off season because it made basketball a lot more interesting in the state all of a sudden, and to have right now Bruce and Nate and Andy Kennedy buckyball rolling at Samford, um, it's just it's a lot more fun all the way through March into April now um, because of where basketball is. Well, I mean, there was a time where the biggest part of this rivalry was awarding the trophy at halftime because the game was a blowout yeah, or right. it was one crap team and one good team or your team was crappy hosting the good team but at least you got to see your football team get the trophy at halftime you know that's right and taylor will point out she shot video of that in the first game in tuscaloosa this year uh, i doubt taylor wants to bring that up but i was going to make the point i saw almost no video of that like this year that wasn't even that big a deal this year taylor shot it I, I, I'm aware it got shot, Jim. I'm saying that that no, was... A, I'll, I'll tell you this. There were some people uh, at uh, in Alabama, at Alabama that, that worked for the school because I'd ask, because Taylor had asked me on the way over, and I was like, I don't think they still do that, Taylor. Like, I think they stopped doing that. And so when I got to the arena, I asked somebody, I said, they don't still hand out that uh, ODK trophy at halftime, do they? And he's like, nah, we stopped doing that. Uh, we, they don't do that. Somebody anymore. at Alabama said that? Yeah. yeah. And then, like... 15 minutes later, Taylor says, hey, they're doing the trophy thing at halftime. Yeah. And I said, no, I just talked to so-and-so. They're not doing the trophy thing. And then I saw that guy, and he's like, you know, I found out about that about 15 minutes ago, too. <laughs> I didn't think we did that anymore. Um, Thought but, they retired with Nick Saban. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, but there was a time where that was the biggest thing. And my point was, I know it got shot. Taylor shot it. Chris McCauley at 3340 and all those people. But it wasn't that big a deal because the game meant more. That's right. Basketball means more. Now. Yeah, the That's game that. meant more yeah. than some stupid trophy presentation That's that really right. shouldn't be done at halftime It should anymore. be done at the football game. Yeah. Or, or trophy, don't even do a trophy. That trophy can be there at the football game. Yeah. Or, yeah. or I don't think anybody cares about an Iron Bowl trophy. I no. think, you know what? people care about who wins the game they need they do need to redesign it to where it's a more more uh more friendly to pick it up and run it around the field right after the game you know i couldn't identify it on site and i've i've lived here in this state 47 years i've watched every iron bowl of my lifetime and if you set like five trophies it said all right 
and I couldn't like see inscriptions on them, point yeah. out the Foy ODK trophy. I could not pick it out on site. Um, it and, would have to be like a lot of my uh, standardized testing. I would need to be able to identify the other ones and right. by, by choice of elimination <laughs> yeah. going, oh, that must if be it, it. If it was the Lombardi, the Stanley Cup, <laughs> and the Master's right. Trophy, I'm then like, I okay. Could get yeah. to it. Oh, yeah. that's an Emmy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then I could get to it. For a Jim's basement, it's uh, two Emmys of the ODK Trophy. Okay, a little bit more on uh, National Signing Day and then back to the game tonight. But we'll talk to Daryl Johnston. Moose joins us Super Bowl week in our next segment. We'll do some more college football basketball in this segment after Brownie tells us about our friends at A+. A-plus style home remodeling, Jim Dunaway, is who redid my uh, bathroom, my master bath. That is my man Brad Bell, A-plus style home remodeling. Scott is being kind enough to show you the video. Uh, the bathroom, when we bought our house, and we knew we wanted to update it right away, but we had kicked the can down the road a bit. So my wife last year said, all right, we're doing it now. So she started scouring the internet to find the best contractor. She read reviews, talked to certain contractors, people that had used contractors. She selected Brad Bell, A-plus style home remodeling. I'm glad she did. He did amazing work. His crews did amazing work. Here is his cell number, 205-422-1758. That's 205-422-1758. He specializes in master bathroom, kitchen, and master bedroom closets. Now, that's important because while he'll do everything else, you're going to probably enjoy those spaces more than any other space in your house. And when you go to resell your home, you're going to get more back on those than anything else you can do in your house. Master bath, kitchen, and master bedroom closets. So if you want to update that home, call Brad Bell now. A-plus style home remodeling. Anywhere in Alabama, he can help you. 205-422-1758. 205-422-1758. All right. Five, uh, excuse me, four five-stars still uh, officially signing today. Ryan Williams is the best unsigned player. He's from Sarah Land, uh, verbally committed to Alabama a couple of times. Uh, but today's the day he makes it official. Uh, 10 a.m. Sarah Land, where he will... Either sign with Alabama or not sign with Alabama, but everybody still expects him to sign with Alabama. Uh, maybe only one person in the world still is, is not 100% on the wall. Would, would, would that be you? And that would be me. Okay. Uh, because it would be just like a guy named Hollywood on the day Alabama's playing at Auburn to make a flip. But we'll see what happens at 10 a.m. with Ryan Williams. But everybody expects him to sign uh, with Alabama. Five-star athlete Terry Bussey expecting to go to Texas A&M. But LSU still in the mix there. LSU is going to get out of this class um, with um, with a five star though. Oh, it looks so like, it's going to ruin the stat. Yeah, it looks like defensive lineman Derek McKinley is going to sign with LSU today, and five star wide receiver Gatlin uh, Gatlin Bear is going to sign with Oregon today. Other than that, all the five stars have already signed in the early signing period. Rockstar, if Gatlin bears a uh, running back and they take the quarterback out and direct snap it to him, is that the Gatlin gun offense? <laughs> oh, man, he can go Gatlin Berg to that run. <laughs> Gatlin Berg offense? Uh, he is the, uh, a, a wide receiver. Ah, uh, that sucks. Uh, four-star edge rusher Noah Carter is uh, expected to sign with Alabama today after committing to Washington. It had been a long-time commitment there. Uh, there's a four-star wide receiver and a four-star athlete, and that's about it for the big players that Boy. are still technically unsigned. Man, I just remember, and I don't care because I never got into it then. I've never really been a big recruiting guy. We we talk to it to the extent you know we pretty much have to here on this show. We've never really made any sort of you know we've never we've never told a falsehood about that. We've been honest about how we feel about recruiting. 
But I do remember when this day, people would take days off work for this. You remember that, right? Oh, yeah. Days off work. Oh, and the, the guest list was like uh, nonstop. Yeah, we would have somebody from Alabama, from Auburn, from Tennessee, from LSU. And people would take days off work for this. And, I mean, like, I remember, uh, the, you know, the faxes come in. And the, Alabama had the fax cam. And they had that one girl in the houndstooth skirt that one time. And everybody made a big deal about that. This used to be a really big deal. It's crazy to see how much it's changed because of that other signing day. It was sort of fun, too, because it was, um, you know, about a month removed from, you know, football yeah. being played, college yeah, football being played. taste of football, yeah. Yeah, right before spring football yeah. started. It was, you know, got a chance to see highlights on television. Um, you started thinking about the future, started thinking about next year. Um, but now all that happens on December 20th, right in the middle of the good part of the season. I know. We don't need it then. And, yeah. and it just doesn't feel like there are any surprises then either. I feel like... There, there used to, it used to feel like there were surprises on this day. That's right. But even on the, the previous one, on the December 20th one, Jim, it feels like everything just goes as planned. There are no surprises hardly anymore. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't feel like. I know we get flips occasionally. Um, I'm almost to the point, let's just let them sign whatever they want to sign. <clears throat> like if Brian um, Williams wanted to sign with Alabama... yeah. Back in June, he could have signed in June, and then if Nick Saban retired, as he did, then he could. Everybody gets a clean slate at that point. Well, I know you and I did not agree on a lot on some things yesterday on my five big questions about when players become employees, and you know we'll see how all that pans out. But I could see a scenario in which there is no signing day anymore, yeah. like because that's an NCAA deal. Yeah. So when these schools pull away from the NCAA and they're making their own rules. If 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 I've got a kid ready to sign and his agent says this is the deal we're taking yeah. and he signs the contract, That's he's right. under contract with me. Yep. Because right now it's just I feel like it's just a one year deal anyway. Because yeah. God knows if you're good, you can be in the portal um, next year. It's or technically a, yeah. this spring. It's a little bit like baseball teams. Like they'll sign a kid out of high school and he may go play college football, but when he gets ready to play baseball, he's ours. He's ours. Yeah. And we don't pay him until then. And that's that's how it would be. I mean, he may still be playing wide receiver at Sarah Land, but he's on our payroll the moment he starts playing football at Alabama. Yeah. So um, national signing day, day today, basketball tonight, six o'clock. By the way, Andy and the gang on the Auburn Network, Chris Stewart and the gang on the Crimson Tide Sports Network, ESPN with Jimmy Dykes and Carl Ravage on the, the television side tonight, down from beautiful Neville Arena, and uh, everything Nate said about the place. Uh, it's fantastic. It's my favorite place to watch a basketball game right now. I've never seen a game in Cameron Indoor. My wife has. But the low ceiling, right, because there's no suites or anything in Neville. So the low ceiling keeps all the sound right on top of you. And then all the seats are right on top of you. It is a magical place to watch college basketball. Right, and Auburn plays that way. They don't and lose very often. They there. don't. 14 straight there, 11-0 and this year. And... Um, it's, uh, it's a big, big contest tonight. Uh, all that's happening. When we come back, though, Super Bowl week, we'll talk to Daryl Johnston, uh, Moose, about that, and also about the UFL. It's part of Birmingham. We've got the five home dates the Stallions will play. Show being brought to you by our friends at Hemphill for all your plumbing, cooling, and heating needs. Trust the name Birmingham's trusted since 1954. That's Hemphill Services. So plumbing, cooling, and heating needs. Call this number, 205 229 2090 229-2090. It's our friends at Hemphill. Hemphill Services back in a moment on TNR. Follow Scott Forrester on Twitter at Scott Forrester TV. 
Legacy Credit Union has the ultimate game changer for your finances. With engaged checking, you can earn 3% APY on balances up to $15,000. You heard correctly, 3% APY. But it's not just about scoring with high yields. With engaged checking, you can get paid up to two days early. That means your paycheck, Social Security, tax refund, you name it, you get it early. So stop sitting on the sidelines and get in the game with engaged checking. Sign up today at LegacyCreditUnion.com or visit any nine Greater Birmingham area branches. APY is annual percentage yield. Terms and conditions may apply. See Credit Union for details. Federally insured by the NCUA. Remember the name Way to Wellness if you're battling weight loss in your life. I'm Jim Dunaway from the next round. There was a time I was over 216 pounds until Way to Wellness helped me lose 45 pounds. And now for over two years, they've helped me keep that weight off. Here's their website, aplanforme.com, aplanforme.com. That's a great name for a website because there's no cookie-cutter plan. Everything is designed specifically for you. No contract, no sign-up fees, and your first consultation is free at Way to Wellness. Make sure to start your day at nextroundlive.com. Get caught up on the latest podcasts and videos from the live daily show, plus specialty shows such as the Mystery Fifth Hour. You can also learn more about the whole staff at Double Down Media, find all of our social media feeds, see the latest videos from our YouTube channel and gaming channel, plus find other ways to consume the show like the Next Round mobile app, which you can download direct from the site via your iOS and Android device. Make nextroundlive.com your homepage and stay up to date with everything from us here at the Next Round. Hey, there's nothing worse than waking up to a plumbing problem. Don't get caught in a flooded house. Call the guys at Hemphill Services. Adam, Chad, and the team at Hemphill are the only ones I trust to fix it and fix it right the first time. Hemphill Services does it right and always at a fair price. For all of your plumbing, cooling, and heating needs, trust the name that Birmingham has trusted since 1954. That is Hemphill Services. Call now, 205-229-2090. That's 205-229-2090. Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, you're in the red zone for every college rivalry and divisional matchup all season long. On game day, you never have to decide which teams to watch. Only what combination of bites, burgers, wings, and more to order. Plus, where else are your favorite draft beers always poured at a frozen 29 degrees? Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. Stick around after the sun sets. Twin Peaks is open really late. Wind down with bourbon and late night bites. Only at Twin Peaks. The Double Down Media Podcast family is live and full of content for all ages. The Mystery Fifth Hour gives the next round hosts a chance to talk about everything but sports. Pour a glass of Bama and bourbon, our weekly college football conversation, while sipping some of the most interesting pours in the bourbon world. And our Not For All Ages podcast, The Last Call, presented by Redmont Vodka, LT has in-depth conversations with personalities like Clay Travis and Taylor Hicks. Find those podcasts and more by searching The Next Round on Apple and Spotify. And remember to like and subscribe. All right, back to Alabama-Auburn basketball, a rare top 25 matchup in the rivalry. Only the sixth time in the history of the rivalry tonight, 6 o'clock. We'll get back to that and go live to Auburn coming up. Big commitment from Ryan Williams signing at the top of the hour as well. But we're excited about having the two-time USFL champions back at Protective Stadium, Birmingham Stallions, uh, part of a new merged two leagues coming up, Brownie. And uh, it's Super Bowl week, so it's got everybody fired up for a little professional football in town. It it does. It's going to be a fun time and uh, something fun coming up this weekend we're about to tell you about. And uh, Daryl Moose Johnston is with us now. Uh, He's been with us many times before. We always appreciate it. Moose, how are you today? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing this morning? Doing fantastic. Thanks a lot. You know, Coach Holtz was on with us talking about uh, the, the two leagues uniting and... 
Uh, you know, I, I, I'm excited about this. Like, I, I guess a lot of people wondered if both of them could be, you know, there and both succeed. And I mean, we may never know, but I think uh, the uniting of them makes everything stronger. Yeah, I think everybody felt like when we had two spring leagues going on last season, that how long was that sustainable? How long could that last? If we've tried this before and one spring league hasn't had the opportunity to be able to be sustainable and survive. So what makes us think that two are going to be able to do that? So um, I think the fact that we've come together now and really consolidated the talent, not only on the field, but the talent on the coaching staffs, we've taken the front offices of both of the leagues and blended the people there. Uh, and that's that's been one of the best things that's happened so far. And, and when we always talk about people when we were with the USFL and, and we're maintaining that and we've got a, a ton of great people, um, you know, coming in from both sides that have a ton of experience, uh, not only in, in, in the spring leagues, but going up into the NFL. So I, I think that this was the best opportunity for spring football to be successful moving forward and being sustainable. And during the course of my Fox broadcast in the fall, I heard from a number of coaches around the NFL, whether it was head coach, offensive coordinator, how important this element is in their minds moving forward. So they were all very, very happy when they heard about the merger and the potential of this being a long-term solution. Uh, listen, I maybe it's because we're a USFL town uh, with the champs here for, for two years, but I liked that style of play better than I did the XFL style of play. When I watched the game this year, will, uh, will it have uh, the same rules as we had in USFL? Will there be a difference? Is there a blend? What, what will I get when I'm watching the actual games when we kick it off in a couple of weeks? Well, thank you for that comment. Uh, we, we fought <laughs> long and hard on our rules uh, because we felt the same way. We really liked uh, – the way that our game presented itself on television. And one of the big things that we fought hard for was our kickoff. Um, we did not like a stationary kickoff. Uh, we just felt that it didn't look like football. Uh, so we were able to get the USFL kickoff established into the UFL uh, because we feel that that's been a big part of our opportunity for guys to get to the NFL. And Kevante Turpin going to the NFL as a returner, but then having his role expand once he gets to Dallas. So the return element opens the door for you with an NFL opportunity. And then it's up to you to expand on that and become that slot receiver, that gadget guy, um, you know, in different formational positions. So that was something that we were very adamant about. Uh, the one thing that they were adamant about was the non-kicked PAT. So from the two yard line, it'll be a one point try, but it'll be a scrimmage play um, from the five yard line. It'll be a two-point play, and from the 10, it'll be a three-point play. But kickers will not be attempting extra points. And that was actually something that Eric Shanks, our CEO from Fox, was trying to encourage. We wanted more two-point and three-point PAT attempts, but we were not getting them. So we're hoping that the fact that, hey, listen, this is all the same. It's either from the two, the five, or the 10, and you get one, two, or three points, that that encourages teams to be a little bit more aggressive there. We've still got the fourth and uh, fourth and 12 uh, scrimmage onside play. Uh, that will be from the 28 instead of the 33, uh, which is a little bit of a change there. Uh, but for, for, for all in all, I, I think you saw some blending um, in some key areas. But the one area that I think probably had the most conversation during this process was the kickoff. Um, and, and the USFL drew a hard line in the sand that we, we, we need to see movement 
at the at the time of the kick. You know, the stationary setting of the kickoff return team is something that does not look like football to us. So we wanted to have that element back in the game. Daryl Johnston is with us on the JohnstonRVCenter.com hotline. If you want to see him, if you want to see Coach Holtz, Russ Brandon from uh, the new UFL, an event tomorrow night, Protective Stadium, 630, 6.30, uh, five thir- five to six thirty. Excuse me, five to six thirty tomorrow night. Protective Stadium, the Stallion Social. If you want to see more and get more information, uh, at USFL Stallions on social media is probably the best way to do that. At USFL Stallions, but the Stallion Social Q and A time. Answer these questions like we're getting moose to answer. Uh, get some photos. Just hang out with uh, some of the people there. Five to six thirty tomorrow night. Protective Stadium in Birmingham. The uh, I remember watching the end of the Forty ers Lions game. Yeah, the NFC Championship, and it came down obviously to a Lions onside kick. And I think the stat this year, Moose was two of forty. Yeah. So I yeah. mean, I, I've always liked the action play in that situation, like you guys have, because basically the rules have have made the onside kick impossible. At least you got a shot in an action play. Yeah, it was only the old school onside kick at the end of the game where you had overloads to one side, runners coming across. Um, I, listen, I get it. It was a violent play. I was one of the guys who was on that front line that was just sacrificing his body for the guy behind you to field the kick. Um, so you had to come up with something different. But to balance that formation out and, and ask these guys to execute that with the game on the line. Yeah, it's gone from eight to 12 percent success rate down to two to three percent. Um, so I, I really just think the scrimmage play is is a much better way to do this. And, and that's one of the big things I would say technology and then the rules that we have in the spring are the two areas that the NFL has the most eyes on. And, and I really do think that the, the fourth down um, onside scrimmage play is something that they really want to take a long, hard look at because it's just it's getting too hard to convert it. And, and you know, we, we saw the watermelon kick in Dallas a couple of years ago against Atlanta. Uh, they're always trying to come up with something new to try and increase their opportunities, but it's just too hard. Uh, and it, once you once you find that one thing, every coach is going to make sure that his players know how to defend that and, and how to uh, how to play that special play. So this is something that, that we hope is going to move its way up to the NFL. And for us, what we want to do, and this, this was one of the concessions in the rules, was we blended everything. We were actually moving the fourth down and 12th play out further beyond the 33. We were talking about going out to the 38th. So if you didn't convert it, it wasn't an automatic field goal. You know, you, you were giving up three points if you didn't make that play. We wanted to encourage our teams to actually use it more often during the course of the game. You can only use it in the fourth quarter when you're behind or tied this season. But one of the things that we'll push for a little bit moving forward is the direction we were heading uh, at in the USFL last year, which is if it's the second quarter and we've had two consecutive scoring drives and we feel that defense can't stop us, we're going for the fourth and 12. And we're going to try and put this game away early here in the first half. Um, I, I, I'm, this is going to be more of a challenge and not a threat. But now that we're everybody's playing in their home stadiums um, for the first time since we brought this league back, it seems to be important now that Birmingham sort of showcases itself and fans go out and support this. I mean, we're going to each franchise around the country is going to be judged by their their attendance, right? I mean, this is important for Birmingham fans to come out and support these five home games. I, I, that's we're going to be judged like a real franchise now, right? You are. You are. And obviously, you know, the bell cow in the league is St. Louis that, that averaged over 30,000 fans a game last year. Um, you know, our franchises coming into this league are, are all near the bottom when we talk about attendance. So this is a challenge 
to not only Birmingham, but this is a challenge to Memphis. This is a challenge to Detroit. This is a challenge to Houston. You know, we've all got to be better. It's going to be interesting to see how they embrace this in Houston because it's the Houston Roughnecks logos and colors from the XFL, but it's the Houston Gamblers roster and staff from the USFL. So what is that transition like? Wade Phillips, who's got a, you know, he's iconic when you talk about the Houston community, is now in San Antonio. So what what is that going to be like for Curtis Johnson and his staff and his roster when they come into Houston? Because they had a pretty good attendance last year. But when you talk about our three USFL teams, we, we are going to encourage everybody in those communities to come out uh, and support their teams because you're exactly right. Number one, it's going to be able to show that our markets where we are expanding this league uh, into uh, uh, and bringing all the games to them in market uh, is going to be very important. And, and we have to have the support of the community um, to, to really show that this is something that is sustainable moving forward. Daryl Johnston is also a three-time Super Bowl champion with the Dallas Cowboys. Um, the, and I cannot remember in the three you play, Moose, was there the weekend between? Did you have the bye week in between? We had the bye week in between on all but one. Okay. I, I think we were probably one of the last ones where they actually had a one-week uh, gap in between conference championship and Super Bowl. Um, I know it's it's not – easy for the fans, you know, to have that, that one week where there's nothing going on. But I tell you what, it was, it was really important for us. And, and I'll give you a, a little story of, of what can happen. And especially in today's NFL, in our championship game against San Francisco, Troy got need in the side of the head and, and had a bad concussion and left the game. And Bernie Kozar actually came in and finished that game for us. Um, with a two week gap, Troy would be back in today's NFL. In today's NFL, I don't know if he would have been cleared to play. Uh, you know, that that was something that we were very, very concerned about. Um, you know, was Troy going to be healthy just in that seven day turnaround? Because we had to logistically the next day, you know, start planning about, you know, family travel, getting your tickets, getting packed, getting ready to go down to Atlanta for the Super Bowl. So I just think from a from a pace and, and making sure you've got everything checked for the players and, and coordinating with family and friends to make sure they get an opportunity to to be a part of the Super Bowl experience. And then from a player health and safety perspective, that two-week gap is critically important. So we had it both ways. Um, and and the, the one week was really, really hard logistically. But then for us, going into the Super Bowl without Troy Aikman would have been devastating. Ooh, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, uh, yeah Bernie Coates are a capable backup, but he ain't Troy Aikman, right? So, That's right. And, and, and I know you've watched a lot of NFC, doing the NFC on Fox, and I might be oversimplifying this, but it felt to me like Kansas City throughout this playoffs um, has been playing their best football of the season, and it feels like the 49ers maybe have not. I mean, they were behind to Green Bay, behind big to Detroit. Am I reading too much into that? No, but I think there's some good ways to look at that. I, I mean, it's, it's exactly what happened, right? Uh, Kansas City started the season playing great football, had a little bit of a bump of the road through the middle part, October, leading up to Thanksgiving, and then got on a roll at the end of the season. Um, so yeah, they're playing their best football. To win, uh, at, at, at Buffalo, uh, is, is not easy to do. Uh, to go beat Baltimore, hosting their first championship game in 50 plus years, uh, not easy to do. Um, so they, they've done some great things in the playoffs and you got Patrick Mahomes. Um, San Francisco, one of the big things about San Francisco is the inability for them to come back in the fourth quarter. They're a great front runner team, right? Get out, build that lead, turn that pass rush loose and you try to come and catch up to us. 
in the playoffs, they haven't functioned that way. To your point, they were behind against Green Bay. They were behind big against Detroit. Uh, I think that this gives them confidence going into this game. They've kind of checked a few boxes. If you remember in that divisional round against Green Bay, one of the graphics that always comes up when you do a Kyle Shanahan San Francisco game, um, he was 0-34 down by five or more in the fourth quarter as a head coach. And they were able to check that box against Green Bay. And then to tie the biggest lead uh, or the biggest deficit overcoming an NFC championship game, in my opinion, gives San Francisco a ton of confidence going into this game. We know what they can do when they're functioning with all that talent around them and playing their style of being that that group that comes out and gets that lead and takes off. Um, I, I think the big thing for me is the last time these two teams played in the Super Bowl, San Francisco was up 10 in the fourth quarter and lost that game. Yep. That that was right in their wheelhouse. That's how they are built. If you're down to San Francisco by 10 going into the fourth quarter, it's going to be tough for you to win that game. And Kansas City found a way. So I I, I think this is going to be a fantastic matchup. That Mahomes guy is hard to kill, he as is. it turns out. <laughs> 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 hard to kill that one. Uh, all right. Hey, listen, tomorrow night we encourage everyone uh, that can to go down to Protective Stadium, downtown Birmingham, 5 to 6.30, Stallion Social. Uh, don't head home after work. Just head to Protective Stadium and a Q&A with uh, Russ Brandon, Daryl Johnston, and Coach Holtz, Skip Holtz, right there at Protective Stadium. Stallion Social, you can see all the information on it. You can even sign up if you want to. Go ahead and get your name on the list at USFL Stallions on Twitter, at USFL Stallions. And uh, the Stallions and the Renegades start things off week one, March 30th. Moose, thank you very much for the time. Good to talk with you again. Good to talk with you guys. Looking forward to being in Birmingham tomorrow. So it's, just, it's become my home away from home here the last few years. So excited to come into town. You are welcome anytime. You know, we'll, we'll take you anytime. Thank you, man. All right, take care. Uh, XFL Renegades and the Birmingham Stallions kicking it off uh, in protective stadium you saw what a, a tv pro moose is he said his goodbye and wouldn't say anything else that's, that's how right. they teach you on network just TV, not right? in the box just not in the box so you don't have that awkward goodbye that we tried to make it okay i'm going to tell you about precision sports medicine and then our precision sports medicine video of the day Forrester is going to show you the skyline in las vegas yesterday 2024 is a new new year for you precision sports medicine and orthopedic provider can help you get back into the game whatever is hurt on your body tweak the shoulder back uh, knee playing pickleball or pick up basketball or just at work precision sports slash 2024 to make an appointment uh, orthopedic care better together get your life back on track with precision sports medicine and orthopedics precision sports slash 2024 or call them up 205-512-3885-512-3885 here's the skyline in vegas that sphere by the way can also turn into football helmets uh i I saw Scott showing this before the show on the yep. screen there, and I was like, boy, those are the two worst helmet graphics I've ever seen. Surely yeah. Scott's not using this. And then I realized, oh my gosh, that's the sphere. Yeah. Obviously, they didn't build another $2 billion sphere out there that is split screen for you there. Uh, but for those that are advertising on the sphere, normally $450,000 a day uh-huh. to put your logo or your commercial on the sphere, $1 million to $2 million a day during Super Bowl week to be advertised on the sphere while you're out there. Completely sold out all week long. Uh, I'm not surprised. We were out there a few... Call me, Alabama. <laughs> we were out there a few weeks back. It'd be perfect for him, Rocky. 
And uh, that thing is prominent in the Vegas skyline. You you see it for a long way. Yep. Um, you guys are talking about uh, ESPN and Fox being both behind this league. Is going to help now, absolutely, on the coverage of the UFL. Uh, but again, Birmingham's got to go and step up and put fans butts in the seats uh, for games this year because you will be judged on your attendance just like you should be. Shouldn't be a problem here in Birmingham, but we'll have uh, those five home games that'll be very important, and we'll be a part of that with the next round. Back to National Signing Day, Ryan Williams' signature expected in a few seconds as we move to hour number two right here on TNR. Take the next round anywhere you go with official Next Round gear. Buy yours today at nextround.store.